0: You're listening to the A. Scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk I think uh, winter is coming, Sid Talk, (laughs) I feel that uh, winter is coming because it's very cold in the office today Normally we're complaining it's too hot, aren't we, when we do this podcast We won't be complaining that today
1: I'm not cold, but it's it's not hot.
0: I feel it's very cold.
1: You're very extreme. It's either hot or you're cold.
0: Yeah, we've just been in the home <laughs> theater, which was very hot.
1: It was not very hot. It was exactly right.
0: To me, that was very hot, and my <laughs> eyes felt like they were going to dry up. Because we you had have this temperature crappy, control uh, problems. Correct.
1: Have you had uh, female issues uh, c- to cause you hot flashes and whatnot?
0: No. <laughs> so this is a uh, Sunday, October October already. Eh? Calendar has changed. What's she doing? Cow, cow girl.
1: Cowgirl girl. Cow pinup. Nice.
0: So uh, it's Sunday, October the fourth, two thousand and nine. This is after the show number ninety nine zero two fat ladies. Don't make it this two fat ladies. Uh, and this is the re- the movie we're looki-
1: here. The sigh.
0: <sighs> the movie Whatever. we're looking at this week is Drag Me to Hell on Blu Ray disc. This is a two thousand and nine movie, which will be released on Blu Ray disc on Tuesday the thirteenth. Of October Even though I wrote down September, October So, in two weeks Ish Um, It's a Blu-ray disc And it's from our friends at Universal And you're going to tell us what it is all about (sighs) When you stop yawning
1: (laughs) It's the middle of the day It's, uh, you know And I had a long day yesterday It is about Why do I keep thinking there's a song, Drag Me to Hell? Drag, 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 drag me to hell You just made that up No, there's some song that's similar to that Anyway, this is a movie, a story, about a young woman who's working in a bank, wants a promotion, and is given the unfriendly task of deciding whether or not an old lady can get an extension on a mortgage, because... Hold on.
0: Drag, you know, drag, drag. No, it's not. It's hotter than hell, by kiss.
1: Hot, hot, hotter than
0: hell. (laughs) That one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay,
1: I got it. <laughs> so you basically were ignoring everything I was saying up till then. Cause you I was were trying to focusing. think of a
0: song about health.
1: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so she has to decide whether or not to give this lady an extension on her mortgage. They're going to take the lady's house away. The lady's fairly creepy, weird eye, gross fingernails, coughing, hacking, pulling her teeth out on the desk, etc., etc. False teeth. The young woman decides... She wants the promotion. The bank gives her the option to decide whether or not to extend this person's mortgage. She says no, and the woman casts a spell, gives a spell, throws a spell, dumps a spell on her head, and it sort of goes on from there. But ultimately, it's about a young woman making a choice, I think, that uh, wasn't very nice and she kind of paid the consequences. Correct. So this is all black magic and there's I mean the name of the movie is Drag Me to Hell so I'm not revealing anything when I say there are spirits and some kind of demonic figures appearing here and there.
0: So um, the movie itself uh, Drag Me to Hell by director Sam Raimi of Evil Dead slash Spider-Man fame. Mm -hmm. Um, This is more in tune with Back to his roots, Evil Dead times. Um, I've got to say, it's tongue firmly in cheek kind of movie. Totally, purposely. If you if you don't understand um, Sam Raimi's movies, you might think it's like over the top, ridiculous or something. But it, it is totally in his genre of uh, comic. It's almost comic bookish. Like uh, it's uh, ridiculous at it,
1: times, and then at other times, and at times it's, it's genuine horror movie kind of stuff. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So, I've got to say, I'm a fan of um, Sam Raimi. I'm not necessarily a fan of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> at all, in fact. But anyway, um, I really like this movie. Uh, I, f- I felt it was almost... Like, I s- we see a lot of movies, horror ones. I felt this went back to the... Almost back to a day... Like, it was kind of old-fashioned in a way. Mm-hmm. Even though it was, you know... Full of modern effects and stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of like back to the old 80s style of, you know, just fun. Like, it's not it's not serious. It, it doesn't take itself serious. It's kind of a crazy premise from the beginning. I mean, it starts off pretty ordinary. And then as soon as this woman appears, this gypsy lady, you know it's going to, you know, when she's dribbling on the desk <laughs> and stuff, you, you know it's going to be a Sam Raimi... Um, gross out kind of deal um, now there were a couple of things I didn't like one was there was some really crappy CG effects that I didn't think were even necessary um, and that some of the most of the effects done practically I really liked Yeah. But there was one particular one that was just horrible the eyes bing.
1: oh yeah that was yeah. fun
0: I mean it just looked bad like it could have been done just practically without yeah, that yeah. CG I don't, I don't understand why they use it so well because
1: this happened they did it they were done with their dailies they cut it all together and a month later somebody said we really need something else we don't want to go back and reshoot it it
0: just seemed out of place there was a couple of out of yeah. placey type of effects like that but overall there was some stuff I'd never seen in i would never actually seen in in. I don't want to give it away, but I've right, never right. seen it in horror movies before. I was like, "Oh, really? Oh, I mean, it's not like blood and <laughs> guts gross out."
1: You mean that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's gross out stuff in this movie. It's kind of gross, but it's not in the blood and guts kind of gross way. It's no. not gore. I don't even know what it is. It's like just inappropriate, kind of weird.
1: It makes you go, oh Like gross. people being sick and yeah
0: you know she has a nosebleed that's kind of
1: <laughs> kind
0: of but you know the you know
1: projectile nosebleed it's it's
0: different it's quite different to an even though it's also it's really hard it's also formulaic and it's also different at the same time it's really cuz you know you feel you feel like you might have seen it before something like it but then the actual horror part of it is kind of different.
1: well i think the reason you think you've seen it before is I mean, it's just, most things are not original. original. I feel. I mean, I feel, the idea that there are evil spirits, and you can conjure them up with a curse, and then there are mediums. I mean, that's to totally defeat, from
0: one of his other movies. I mean,
1: that's from tons of stories and things. So, oh, The Exorcist. You know.
0: Yeah, but um, I I feel that it was done in a. I mean, it's a PG thirteen this movie. We got to say. I mean, we watched the unrated version, which neither here nor there you don't need to see no. the unrated version the difference between the unrated version and the <laughs> rated uh, theatrical, theatrical version is there's a scene where an animal gets killed and you see blood squirt out in the in the uh, unrated version and that's the entire thing you don't like even see
1: blood squirt out you just see it on a. you see face.
0: blood squirt up
1: <laughs> that's it
0: that's what I'm saying so yeah. like it, this is a PG-13 actually the movie itself
1: so don't get excited like we were thinking we're going to watch the director's cut and be like loads of new stuff but because it isn't
0: no in fact it's not even I know they include both versions on the disc and you can switch between right. them but there's really you, I mean you might as well pick the unrated one but you're not missing anything right um, so in, if you think about it that way something like uh, Sam Raimi's other movies like The Evil Dead they were gross out you know definitely hard R-rated version movies this one actually achieves the same kind of effect without going into that gore. That's what I'm saying. Like, a,
1: I think your definition and mine of gore are different. I think there was a lot of gore.
0: In a different the, way is what I was saying.
1: That thing going in and that thing happening and the all that. But it didn't... I mean, That's I, gore though. That is. That's just that you're desensitized to it. Just no, but know there were
0: some you, things where I was absolutely grossed out by them. Yeah. i um, you know, just things that I didn't expect. How like, about the arr, 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 arr,
1: when she's like yeah.
0: chewing on her chin with her whole mouth? One thing that was really <laughs> creeping me out was the, <laughs> that was, nasty. was the, um, there was, there was a, a, pl- a plate with a cake on it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: and what's, what was inside that cake? That, it's just gross. Like, I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. And uh, But there again, this, Stuff like that in Evil Dead, also weird. Um, and
1: Poltergeist, remember Poltergeist with the a stake, stake crawling probably, across. But that's just like? ghosts, <laughs> yeah.
0: And in this movie, I didn't—I I knew some weird shit was going on, but I was like, oh. And the, the, it plays a lot with stuff that is kind of inappropriate. It's
1: uncomfortable.
0: Like even just when the lady comes into the bank at the beginning, the gypsy lady. Oh yeah. Even just her false teeth falling out. Oh, she take her teeth out to
1: eat a piece put, of candy.
0: And it's just sound slobbery like, and there's yeah. like horrible green stuff. You know, it's kind of gross. But it, you know, it plays with that stuff. Now, what I thought, there was a lot of jumpy scares in there too, which Sam Raimi's famous for. And you actually jumped once, I, mm-hmm. I noticed really yes, quite Yes, once a lot. I was like,
1: oh my, no, just once really.
0: No, at that one time, but oh, you jumped yeah, quite yeah. a lot, is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, and I, I didn't jump because I kind of always, like I said to you, I can't. they don't get me any more of those.
1: There's no way you could have expected that. No way, I didn't no way, expect
0: no it, but I don't jump. There's no, this, <laughs> I don't have any reaction to the, those things. But if you do have a reaction to uh, the jump scare thing, I think you might get you more than once during this movie. There's
1: a few. There's not many, but there's a few.
0: There's about five.
1: Maybe, yeah.
0: I would say. And that brings me to... And this is, like, the most amazing thing about this movie. And that is the sound design. Which actually is, like... I think like the biggest player in the movie it's not the the sound is what make, makes it more than the visuals even because they use like the surround field like in some weird there's like flies buzzing and they go behind you and then there's a part where something's coming to the house it's kind of an Evil Dead kind of moment and she's in the house and the pans are banging around and it's like uh, stuff moving. And, and it's re- on
1: the ceiling but she doesn't know where and then it's outside. And you can the hear
0: it moving around, you know, and it's, it seems to me like they mix the sound effects like super loud in this movie. Like louder than the characters, louder than anything to get a scare. Now some people, I've read before, some people say that's a lazy thing in horror movies if you mm-hmm. have a sound design of that way because you're kind of relying on like
1: the psychological reaction instead than of like a clever script
0: right. or whatever, which you could you could say, but because this isn't really a clever kind of script.
1: No, no,
0: no, no, no. Not at all, really. Um, but yeah, the sound design I think is a character in itself. It's crazy. Like I, I, there was a lot of times where I was like, "Where's that coming from?" Even and there was like weird rumbling things. What and you know that first time it comes to the house mm-hmm. and she, these noises going on. I couldn't even understand what those noises were, like...
1: I think it's, like, in her mind and stuff. No, I mean, I know
0: what they were... I couldn't figure out what they had used to make those noises. Oh,
1: right.
0: Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's part of the sound design. Like, it could have been, like, a pneumatic drill, but, like, in reverse or something. There was something weird going on. I thought the sound was really good. And that was uh, one of the things on Blu-ray discs that come come across well. Um, Also, the picture, you know, it uses... Sam Raimi's trademark um, visuals all the time. Like he, he is Mr. I mean, in fact, Evil Dead was the first time I ever saw those visuals, where he puts the puts cameras on weird tracks and drags them along the floor, or you know, points them upwards when you don't really think you should be seeing upwards. You know, he does it. I don't remember th- that. In fact, The Quick and the Dead is like the
1: <laughs>
0: biggest. Well, he did it in all the Evil Dead movies, but The Quick and the Dead was crazy. Like you, you, you would be like, "What the hell?" This I've seen
1: is... it. I didn't like it, so I maybe need to see it again.
0: Yeah, it was one of those movies where you're watching a western, thinking, "Is this a western or a horror movie or what?" Like it's like a, the camera angles from a horror movie, but it's a western, you know. But this is his famous trademark, and there was a lot of it in this movie. There was a lot because they were trying to. He was trying to hype up the grossness factor, like, like the um, camera would be like right in somebody's oh, nose. Oh yeah, definitely or, that. Know? Yeah, and. You know, there were shots from the Evil Dead in this movie. I actually noticed a shot right from the Evil Dead. So what did you think of this movie?
1: (laughs) Oh, are you done? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I didn't have any... I didn't have any thought at all what it would be. Because it's been a long time since I've seen Evil Dead. Probably when it first came on, like, HBO. In the very original time, whenever. And I don't think I've seen it since. I've not seen number three in full... And I think I've only seen parts of two here and there on TV, maybe. So the only Sam Raimi movies or Sam Raimi stuff I've really ever watched Hercules and Xena. Right? And, Qu- Qu- and that's Qu- totally Quick and the Dead, which I Spider-Man. barely remember. Spider Man, Panic Room, wasn't that Sam Raimi? Mm. I always think that's Sam Raimi for David Raimi. Fincher. Right. Um, but I totally get his thing, because I've seen so many Hercules and Xena, I think that encapsulates his, this kind of stuff completely. Like the weird some weird crazy shit's happening and then boom! And somebody gets like a hammer to the ear or something all of a sudden and the sound all goes away and then there's like this weird sort of tonal sound, like a boom! And then there's a reaction, like it's there's like a, hey, there's like a pause a, and... It's
0: actually like slapstick comedy. A
1: little bit slapstick but not not a, not a Constant flow of it where you get beat down by it. It kind of comes and goes. And I really like her. Of course, I like her in Matchstick Men. Oh crap! I, I pulled a scab off my arm and it's bleeding. <laughs> I like her. In to Matchstick go with the gross out <laughs> Yes, it's gushing. It's gushing. <laughs> I really liked her. So I liked the the story. I really liked this like modern version. Of course, I think he's a pretty. He likes to tell a good. A identifiable story like everything but it feels does. old
0: fashioned that's what I was getting well,
1: the, the theme of it is, or the style of it is old fashioned but it's a modern story she works in a bank yeah, yeah her boyfriend isn't like you pointed out before we were talking he's not like um, you know hero he's not like saving the damsel in distress at all he's just a supportive nice boyfriend he's kind of on the fringe there as she's going through everything and she's tough and she's Semi-brave, but not really. She's not like a wimp. No, not at all. It's like perfectly balanced. Like, she is, how you described Ash from Evil Dead. She's like your every girl kind of girl. And she doesn't, like, she's not like Ripley, you know, from Alien, who all of a sudden turns into, like, badass, badass alien killer or anything like that. It just sort of eases her into moments of when she just takes a stand in this, like, and it... Slowly goes up, so I really like that. I like the little weird gross out moments, and um, I did jump the once because it just came out of nowhere. That one particular thing,
0: the jump, not for me, but the gross out, I was actually not grossed out like a, you know, oh, this is real sickening, like, but like, really, did they do that? I was there, was some moments where I was like,
1: oh, it feels a little gratuitous at times, yeah, totally, <laughs> but
0: but fun in the same, yeah, you know, because you're like. Really, And we're not the, talking,
1: like, blood and guts hanging out. We're talking about slime and maggots and grossness and, you know, weird uh, physical contact between people in a way that's just weird. Like, yeah, the thing about her chewing on her chin. That's just there was crazy. one yeah.
0: scene which was really kind of nothing, but it was just a scene of, like, the main girl asleep and a fly buzzing around. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it goes up one nostril and comes out the other and then <sighs> goes inside a mouth and just the thought of that, like, yeah. you know... It's just gross, like, because that can happen. You'd be asleep and a fly can go in your mouth, no problem. <laughs>
1: and you're thinking, oh, my God, oh, You're my thinking,
0: God. how many times has that really happened to me? Like, ugh. So, you know, there's just some weird... And, it, you know, obviously when they do the fly going in, it's Sam Raimi's trademark. Like, camera's right up there. And, oh, yeah, you know, right up on her nose. You know, you see the whole thing going on. So, um...
1: I enjoyed it. I liked the boyfriend, even. I liked the... She goes to a psychic guy at one point. I liked him. I mean, I liked their... Place in the story. Not, I mean, I will talk about the cast, but I mean, I like the, you know. I always have liked the ideas of the occult that you have. There are these spells and weird incantations that somewhere in the history of all things, these certain combination of words have been designed to summon spirits or kill spirits or whatever you know. Because I always think, how could it, you know if that's if that's a real thing and these people believe it in these stories. Then, all you have to come across is a spirit who doesn't believe in that shit, and they're not going to fall for it. You know what I mean? Like, that incantation's not going to work, but they all seem to follow the same rules. There's an incantation you can use, this will be summoned, and here's the the one you can use. The evil dead is the same thing. Exactly. It's the same thing. Use this combination of words that are usually in Latin or some some ancient language nobody knows or whatever. You say it, and then, of course, the demon shrivels up and, like, blows away. And. I always think, no, don't follow all the rules all the time, and in this one, the don't necessarily. Like no. one guy even says, "There are no guarantees in this thing," because she's trying to like combat whatever is going on with her. So, it's kind of like rejuvenates my interest in these. Like I think slapstick's a good word for it, but it's slapstick grounded in reality with a little bit of the comic bookness. It's
0: very him. Um, it's it very, very
1: modern. I mean, you know,
0: it's very Sam Raimi. Uh, even you could compare it to like Peter Jackson's older ones too, mm-hmm. where it's. Kinda of horrific, kind of funny. Cheap thrills. You don't know whether it's a laugh or be grossed out kind of deal with it or you know, I and not many people do this kind of horror movie mainstream. I was I mean, thinking
1: of the people who do. Like he, Zombie, Rob Zombie, yeah. him. Not this type, I'm saying just horror movies in general. Him, Rob Zombie, Romero. And that's about it.
0: Well that I know of. And any of those ones that Michael Bay's involved in at the moment. What's that? Like Last House on the Left, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I don't
1: consider. I don't think of them as this this type to me. So I don't even put them in the same universe. No.
0: <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of horror movies made because they come out all the time. Just think, uh, next week, I think Saw Six is coming out. Uh, you know, horror movies are. What's that one? Saw
1: Six. Oh, Saw. Those aren't. Those aren't. Um, I'm not talking about people being crazy and psycho killers. I'm talking about occult and spirits oh, right, yeah. and weird shit that happens. You know.
0: Yeah that's Maybe that's unexplainable why
1: Unexplainable things Maybe
0: that's why I said This feels kind of old fashioned yeah. Because there was a time In the 80s Maybe early 80s Where every other film You got on video Was about that oh, Yeah I mean, I mean like
1: Final Destination I mean you may argue That they're not the greatest movies But I like the it's idea It's like cultish That death Something Just is what it is And it will find you And there is no person behind it There's no There is no even like Way to get rid of it and Nothing It's just coming for you No matter what Now I like that idea So that's what I'm talking about—things that aren't explainable, like you know. Yeah. I guess Romero is zombies, and that's usually man-made, but still kind of mysterious how humans could become zombies. So. I really enjoyed it. In fact, it makes me want to watch *Evil Dead*. I did, and it's great to see um, him
0: back after making. uh, Oh, you can—you know, there's nothing wrong with the Spider-Man films. Well, (laughs) maybe the third one. it's, it's almost like the you know when the Spider-Man trilogy it's almost like the Godfather trilogy whereas in the end part it just falls, falls apart and falls to pieces well it isn't the end is it because they're making four next year so right. it's not a trilogy anymore
1: is um, that not Sam Raimi though yeah it is oh I thought he was out of that
0: no I think he's in on it they're all in on it and Bruce Campbell's got a big part in it, part nice. of it instead of just a cameo. Also, this is a, the first Sam Raimi film I've ever seen where Bruce Campbell didn't appear anywhere. He might have but I didn't notice. Not that know I was know looking him. too. Even right. those spirits that come in, I, I just couldn't see him.
1: Oh, he's got to be in there. Maybe some of his voice is something weird or... Yeah. Oh, he's got to be in there somewhere.
0: Well, when I had a look afterwards and they were saying that he wasn't available because he was making burn notice at the time but it doesn't mean that his voice isn't in there somewhere yeah. or something because yeah, that's one of Sam Raimi's trademarks to include Bruce Campbell in any did, movie. He did
1: include something else though.
0: He included um, his car. Yeah, which is the <laughs> which is Ash's car from The Evil Dead. Um, and that car's apparently been it was Sam Raimi's original car that he his real car in real life It was an old Oldsmobile. Um, and he. Apparently he's included it in every movie, including The Quick and the Dead, which is kind of funny, (laughs) because there wouldn't be a car in The Quick and the Dead. But Mm -hmm. apparently it's in there somewhere. It could just be like... Anything. It could be engraved on a belt buckle or anything, couldn't it? Yeah. If you think about it. But um, Yeah, his car is in there. And uh, there's also some cool nods to The Evil Dead, too.
1: And Psycho. There was a clear 100%. You could take a screenshot of this and a screenshot of the what's-his-face dressed up as his mother coming down the stairs in the silhouette with a knife in his hand, and he transposed that and had it in this movie, and I thought that was awesome because I think... He's, like... He's not trying to be clever or um, it's fan original, service, necessarily. Stuff. It's fan service, and, you know, not everyone would notice that. It's just a really... glare. I mean, anyone who's seen Psycho would notice it, and I like that he throws that stuff in there. And when when you watch the extras and the guy says we decided oh at this point this person we need a little bit of like vomit or something and Sam's like yeah let's do that you know like I like his enthusiasm for things and you know that makes me enjoy it more
0: there was a cool nod to the evil dead like roughly in the middle of the movie where the Justin Long character said oh we can gotta Mm -hmm. get away from all this we can go to my parents cabin in the woods it's got trees and it's on it's own you know which is a I I was thinking "Oh, oh oh Crap, it's going to turn into the Evil Dead now, but... It's it, going
1: to end up there. Other yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: but, you know, but it throws you on this other loop, which, um, you know, it's fun to see stuff like that, and especially with a, you know, a lot of directors... Totally. ...who you're really familiar with throw stuff in like that. I like that. Um, so, let's go into the cast. We've got Alison Lohman as uh, Christine Brown, who, you know, I know her from... The Matchstick Man. ...and... White Oleander, was it? Oh, was that her? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, that was a really good, good one, yeah. With Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, yeah. That was good. They're the only ones I really remember her from, but I thought she was... At first, I was thinking when she comes in and you see her in the bank and stuff, I was thinking, right, I know who she is and she's grown up a little bit from last time I saw her. How good will she be in a horror movie? Because I know this is a horror movie. I've just seen the intro. Because like, the intro to this movie is pretty cool, too. Before yeah, yeah. it actually starts. It yeah, shows yeah. you some... Footage from a previous previous years gone by, you know, and it really it's one of them ones where when it said drag me to hell after all that stuff, and I was like, I'm in it already. Yeah, of course. Um, But when I saw her in the bank, I was like, how good can she really be as like a crazy, you know, because she's probably going to be the heroine. I immediately you know, you immediately latch onto that just looking at the box. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Um, But she pulled it off perfectly. Oh, perfect. Yeah, there was there was um, times where. You know, she it's physical, this movie. She had to do... it's It's mainly her doing physical stuff, like Bruce Campbell had to do in, in his movies, too, in the Evil Dead movies. I think she pulls it all off well. I think um, the development of her character shows really well, too, especially yes. towards the end when she... Toughens up. She kind of turns into a badass, but not 100%. It's no. not like... There is a moment where I said to you, uh, it's like the Ash moment, where... She just looks badass, you know. It's a badass scene. What's happening? And but she doesn't. She's not. She doesn't physically turn into that badass and stay like that, which I kind of liked because they didn't go. Oh, she's superhuman all of a sudden. No, like, no. Like Ash, kind of is. He, he can defeat everything, even the army of darkness. Was you don't get that feeling from her that she can defeat everything. She's still a bit vulnerable.
1: Yeah, but he was that way in the beginning. Who? Ash was a normal guy who worked in a stupid store and was kind of nothing and then he worked his way up.
0: He yeah. But, but as soon as he started coating up <laughs> deadites, as they call them, he was pretty he was pretty badass immediately. You know? There it wasn't as the development of this girl right. was better. Um and I, liked I thought it. she was really good, yeah, and you know, the other movies she's been in, oh well we'll do that in recommendations. Uh, Justin Long, who most people will know as the Matt Guy, is Clay Dalton
1: I'm sure he would be very flattered if you said that he's been acting for a long time
0: Well, most people know him as the Mac guy they really do and it's really funny that they threw in everything that he used was a Mac product did you notice no he had an iPhone he had a Mac laptop he they they even had a close up scene of his face and then his uh, iPhone on it on the charging dock when she was phoning him up it was like you know funny right I'm sure it wasn't I don't know if it was product placement from Apple it had to be but it was funny at the same time because you like, the Mac." Totally guy. Like,
1: didn't get me. Enough. His
0: office was just Mac everywhere. Like it was kind of funny because uh, I don't care. And he's also from uh, recently, Dyad Four. Yeah.
1: Um, Not great. I
0: think he's all right, and I, I don't. I don't.
1: I liked him better in this. I think that I've seen him in other stuff. So yeah, because he was just you know.
0: I am glad she was the hero of this rather than him, though. I think it would have been because he turned that on the head on his head also, like during this movie. That she's the heroine. Because um, it so easily could have been him, and then it would have been kind of boring, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: And so I'm glad they turned that on it, on its head. Did uh, you just
1: give away something maybe you shouldn't have?
0: No, because from the beginning of the movie... <laughs> you know, from the very first minute. You know that she it's to do with her and nothing really to do with him. Um, and then we've got Lorna Raver as uh, Sylvia Gnush.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... You know, she plays the gypsy lady who. It's awesome. Yeah, it's just crazy. Really. She's crazy, it's
1: like, creepy, gross. I mean, that's what I think. Even of, as gore and creepiness is her, and her face and her ah, you know, ah, you know, like she just yeah, it's kind she's of wild, isn't and it? Physical. And she's and an and
0: old like, lady. Yeah, wow, she's in real life. I don't no, I wasn't.
1: Yeah, she looked that way. That's what's her. The only thing in yeah. that scene, when she was talking on the extras, the you only know, makeup she had on were the two staple marks on her head. The rest yeah, of it was her own stuff no,
0: under her eyes and stuff.
1: That was her own wrinkles. She oh, said so. they want to accentuate. I know she wrinkles. said
0: that, but I was looking at her thinking, no, no, sorry.
1: no, they just make her up. Right, make.
0: so she's basically an old lady doing like a complete physical. Oh um, yeah, you she's know vicious. performance, like it, like fighting, fighting with a young girl, and
1: she becomes like a wild animal.
0: Yeah, she's really good. I've never seen her before. I don't know what she's from I don't me either but um what? and she said she'd never done anything like this so but I think she was good and and it's an unusual bad guy
1: yeah yeah because uh-huh. you know
0: it's not you know it's an old lady
1: <laughs> a gypsy lady
0: who's <laughs> a bad that's probably part of what makes this film work so well it's not your average bad guy is no. it no you know it's a just a standard well she's anything but standard it's an
1: old lady and a bunch of creepy sounds
0: <laughs> yeah. And some gross stuff. Yeah. Uh, then we've got uh, Dilip Rao as Ram Jass who yeah. is
1: the a, psychic.
0: A cool psychic guy. Yeah, I really liked him. Yeah, I did too. Um, he's like an Indian... I, I he's know. a
1: psychic. He's a psychic advisor that she sees when they're walking down the street and she wants to go in and have him read her fortune and of course he, being authentic as he is, gets the vibe of her being cursed or whatever and then He's like the fact finder or the fact giver that you get in these stories. He tells you there's a curse and it's And how this and curse
0: can be lifted. Yeah, exactly. He's the, the guy you giving to you the
1: data on the, the shit that's going down. And there's always that person in these movies. There's always somebody who knows everything about it and giving you the lowdown, you know. Do you
0: mean like the lady in Poltergeist who will come and clean the house? <laughs>
1: yes. With all the books and stuff. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, and then finally I wrote down David... Paymer as Jim Jacks, who's the mm-hmm. bank manager. Who I actually really like that guy. Uh, it's, it's not a, not a mega part in this movie, but he does. He's get one of
1: the um, ice cream making brothers from City Slickers.
0: Yeah, and he does get to be in a gross scene in the bank. He does, um, but yeah, he's not. He's not a mega I just yeah. like And then there are other peripheral people. I
1: thought the guy who she was rivaling for the job was pretty good. I mean, yeah, there's not many annoying. people.
0: If you think about it, there's not many people in this movie.
1: Not in the forefront, no. N-
0: yeah, no not really at all. In fact that that's most of them. I mean there's
1: loads of people. But not necessarily in the front, you know, talking and doing yeah. stuff.
0: So this is as we said earlier, directed by Sam Raimi, who's responsible for lots of movies, Spider Man Evil Dead. The Gift? Do you remember the Gift? Oh yes I do. The Gift was Tommy Lee Jones. Keanu,
1: uh, Keanu Reeves and uh the Bob Dylan woman. <laughs> What was it about? She was a was psychic, it? and she was telling people things. And uh, the woman from uh, Boys Don't Cry. Another psychic, was. maybe. Yeah, she was like uh, able to tell people like their future or whatever, and she was telling this one girl who was from Boys Don't Cry. You know who I'm talking about. She won an Academy Award. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's her name? No. You do know. She has I short, she dark is. hair. And this woman is, um, you know, she's... God, what's her name? But it's Candy Reeves, and she's telling this woman she needs to get away from him. It also has the guy from Go in it.
0: I don't seem to remember this movie. Did I see it?
1: Yes. We watched it shortly after you came here. It's been 10, 11 years ago.
0: Huh. I don't see. <laughs> It must have been memorable, because I don't really remember. <laughs> oh Why God, did no, I think it was funny. a movie with Tommy Lee Jones? And, I, um, I have no idea. About cowboys and stuff.
1: Are you thinking about The Missing? That was Tommy Lee Jones. That was The Missing, yeah. And the same woman. Yeah, same yeah. woman. What's her name?
0: What's her name? What's her name? I know who she is, but I yeah, can't yeah. say her name. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. No, the other one.
1: <laughs> god, I gotta have to look it up. The other one what was that. <laughs> oh my god, you're so
0: funny. Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Was no. in the missing.
1: No, I
0: don't think so. Hmm. Tommy Lee Jones, the missing. See, that wasn't. She's
1: basically. British. She's. That her Kate
0: Blanchett. Blanchett. Right. No I don't remember The Gift So there you go So he's also done Other movies The Gift Um Oh We'll mention the others In the recommend Yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Um Written by Billy Bob Thornton Kate Blanchett Giovanni Rubisi, Keanu Reeves Katie Holmes Hilary Swank Etc
0: Oh No I don't remember that At all <laughs> It doesn't have Your uh It doesn't have um, Jack Nicholson
1: No That would have been the pledge,
0: right? (laughs) No, I don't.
1: The missing was directed by um, Ron Howard, ahead Tommy Lee Jones, Kate Blanchett.
0: Yeah, nothing to do with what we're talking about. So, no, what I'm
1: saying, same Kate Blanchett,
0: right? So, yeah, Sam Raimi directed the most famous for um, Spider-Man and Evil Dead, though. Um, Very, he's one of those directors that tears people some people really hate him think he's just a hack and some people think you know he's kind of genius in some ways
1: I think he's kind of genius in some ways yeah <laughs> you yeah, know but it's nothing
0: like mega clever or anything no like no most, but there again he did pioneer I think some definitely camera techniques and you know the evil dead was made on a shoestring budget with him and his friends with a rented video camera <laughs> you know and he was dragging it around on planks of wood and he developed all kinds of weird stuff to get those interesting shot. so you know he's he's still doing the same thing now I think but on a bigger scale yeah with more money you know, he's dragging cameras around and making cars that pull see, apart see someone has
1: the, since he did it with a piece of wood and a roller skate or whatever he used people in the industry now have invented actual devices yeah. that do what he excuse me oh god I have the hiccups that's not good nice <laughs> it's from talking 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 and not breathing 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 oh god
0: so um this Blu-ray disc, uh, I think it's got a really cool cover, by the way. Kind of.
1: Yeah. yeah it's, it's a little bit mis- misleading in my m- mind. It makes it look like it's more ho- ho- um, scary than it is. Um, I
0: disagree, because it's almost a, a scene taken straight from the movie. They do show you th- like, three of the most scariest scenes on the back, though.
1: Yep. <laughs> pretty
0: much, you know. Um... So yeah, this uh, is the Blu-ray version It features the theatrical and the the non-theatrical Which we said earlier Doesn't really matter It comes with a digital copy Second disc as usual Um, Seems to be the norm nowadays Um, Comes with like this It uses the uh, Blu-ray universal menu But then it has this new thing called The universal ticker Which they mention on the back here Which is, like, I said to you, it's pretty cool. I mean, yes, I know it's advertising or whatever, but it tells you the new Universal Blu-ray discs that are coming up in a way of not to spoil them, which is kind of cool.
1: Because, you know... And it says? Are you going to reveal?
0: Well, the ticker comes along, and... It's a new thing, this, which is really cool, because it's actually pulled from their server. It's um, a tick... Like, a CNN has a ticker that goes across the bottom. Well, this pulls new information in from the internet. So, they can tell you whatever they want whenever you put this disc in, which is cool if, if it appears on all the discs. But yeah, it reveals that um, The Inglorious Bastards will be out on Blu-ray Disc on December the 18th. So, just a couple of days before Great. Christmas, you can buy it for a present. Nazis and Christmas. Nice. Um, and it also... What else did it have? Uh, What's coming out? Um, nine. Which I'd never heard of. Uh...
1: Looks really awesome.
0: The get the perfect getaway with Mila Jovovich. Never heard of it. Looks good. I like Mila. Um,
1: I like Mila without that weird effect that they gave her in Resident Evil Four, though.
0: But yeah, this new thing, this ticker thing, is there. And I was saying to you, like, you either watch trailers, and sometimes the trailers spoil the movies for you, or you see this thing which tells you the dates they're coming out, which I like better. You know? Yeah, and that's enough. Um,
1: now, it'll drop down if you let it sit there. Some of them will drop down and give a little image. And a little description but that's, that's it it's
0: pretty really slick the way they've done it uh, but it just uses the normal universal slide out menu from the side um, and then the main feature and there really is only one big feature on this disc and it's called the production video diaries now these are hosted by Justin Long and it's a
1: I'd I say like it. it's a good
0: a... hour long
1: I'd say felt like you, an hour you can
0: play all I mean it's, it has a bit on lots of different parts of the movie but you can we just watch the whole thing Um, It's in high def, and it's a really good good. behind-the-scenes thing. And Justin Long's being funny in the in the introductions. Even what does he call Sam Raimi? Senior or old? An
1: elderly director. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but um, (laughs) it shows you how a lot of this stuff was done in this movie. And she really did go through hell. Yeah. I mean, they were
1: dragging her by one foot, hanging her in the air, throwing throwing shit in her face, blood coming out her nose, and. So it is a pretty good... I thought it was a good one. I thought that's all I needed from this movie. I didn't need anything else. Because it covered the special effects, the big ones, the big stunts, the cast a little bit, briefly. And then Raimi in there talking a bit.
0: And there really are no other extras, just this production diaries thing. Um, because, like, I don't think BD Live counts as an extra. No. Because it's just trailers for other movies, nothing to do with Drag Me to Hell, in fact. And now this isn't out for two weeks, so maybe in two weeks it will have, but... Um... So, yeah, that's the Blu-ray disc. Uh, I thought it was a good Blu-ray- good picture, obviously mm-hmm. awesome sound. Um, not a lot of extras, but like you said, there's...
1: There's nothing more I needed to know. In fact, I didn't even need that, but I enjoyed what they did offer up.
0: Now, a commentary by Raimi might have been good, at least.
1: I think he would have just said the same stuff we saw. Yeah. I don't know that he's that chatty. I don't know. I guess it depends on who he's with.
0: He's pretty chatty on the Spider-Man commentaries when he's with Bruce. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, you know, that isn't an option because it's not on there. <laughs> so, um, you know, I thought it was overall good. It's a good one. And it, I th- it's a really good, uh, rewatchable one, I think, too. Because I think all his movies are. You can go back and watch Evil Dead. They're just rewatchable, you know?
1: If that came on late night and I was, like, hanging around... It's
0: one I'd way you would on. watch it thinking, this is a really good movie. Like, it's... Um, it's not a good movie. No,
1: <laughs> it's so entertaining. I mean, yeah, truly, totally truly an entertaining. Feel like and it's quality. It's got quality performance. Pe- people performing well, good stunts, good.
0: I mean, good sets actually. That's really
1: one good. thing I
0: didn't mention before. But there's one set in particular, the great room or whatever yeah. they call it, which I really like. Really so,
1: classy so, and creepy.
0: Yeah, definitely cre- creepy. And then, like I say, there's some bad CG, occasionally. A little bit, yeah, really occasionally. It's, there's more better. There's more good effects than bad ones, but the couple of bad ones stood out to me, and I was like, "I'm mm, comfortable. Stop doing that. Just, you know, if you want that to happen, just do it real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't use that shit. Because you know, Evil Dead has the effect that I, I'm saying is bad in Drag Me to Hell. Evil Dead has the same effect, and it looks better in that movie. Right. You know, popping.
1: Oh, yeah, on. yeah.
0: It has that effect, done for real, just with a fake right. head or whatever. And it looks tons better. So I don't know what the deal is sometimes. It's...
1: Well, I explained it to you. They did it afterwards. They didn't have time to go reshoot it. Oh, maybe it, that's they really what he wanted. wanted it to look like. I don't.
0: I can't cause... say you wouldn't want it, cause it.
1: Well, if you think about it, the Sandman and stuff in Spider-Man 3 didn't look very good sometimes.
0: I thought that did look good. Mm. That was actually my favourite thing about Spider-Man 3, the <laughs> sand guy. Because um, the rest of it, jeez. I have to watch it again, but I... Yeah,
1: I don't think it's as bad as you thought. You had, we had this last week with some movie, and I was like, no, you don't remember it right. But it wasn't good, no.
0: No, it was bad.
1: I didn't dislike it, but definitely...
0: Maybe. It felt like the steam had run out of it. Like...
1: But that was the idea. He was done. And, no,
0: no I, I'm not talking about the story. I'm, I'm I'm, almost talking like the enthusiasm of the uh-oh. whole thing had run out. Like, Because right. the second one, I liked a lot as well. I thought the second one was really good, but... Did they throw more than one antagonist in the third one? They yeah, because the... it had
1: the Venom guy yeah, and Sandman
0: and the black Spider-Man suit. And... That's Venom. No. Yeah. No, not the suit that he wears. Venom is the
1: dude. Venom is the one with the big fangs, right? Right. That he's the black. Is not he in a black suit? Are you? What are you talking about? You mean Spider-Man goes bad? I don't yeah, go bad as an antagonist,
0: but I wasn't. I was just saying there was a lot of story right. things. There was the him, the side of him, and then Venom, and then Fen- Sandman, Man, and there was something else too, right?
1: Seems like it.
0: Yeah, it but seemed seemed like to the me. The reason like,
1: Sandman you, was doing what he was doing was for something else. Yeah, if I remember correctly.
0: And then there was a dance number. I remember the dance number.
1: I don't know why everybody picks on that. Just jump on the bandwagon.
0: I've never heard anybody pick on it, but I thought it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. It was like. It was completely out of place, too. It was like.
1: Not unlike Clerks 2, but you love that.
0: No, I didn't like that. I thought, <laughs> I thought <laughs> in Clerks 2 that, that um, the dance number was just super dance. indulgent and totally out of place, also. Kind of. You know. Some people love those dance numbers and think just randomly, but I know. I, 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 the dance number in Spider Man 3. I liked it. Oh, God! it was horrible It was when he was jumping across the tables and doing this with his hair all emo like it was no it was not good. I liked it. I didn't get it at all.
1: well, that explains it.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't get it i you know I didn't get all that. It's just strange.
1: you watch it again.
0: I don't want to watch it again <laughs> so um that's uh, the thanks to Universal for Drag Me to Hell uh, next week's DVD will be The Proposal on Blu-ray uh, and that is who's in that?
1: the guy you don't like Jason who, who
0: I actually mm? turned around uh, yeah. that kind of turned a corner Sandra Bullock correct and they have to get married for something work yeah it looks kind of funny uh, Oh
1: my god, are you kidding me? Oh, does it not? It's like every other stupid romantic comedy. It's the same as, like, you know, Fool's Gold and all that kind of stuff. You didn't think that looked funny. So are we going
0: to say you're going to (laughs) give us a bad review before we start?
1: I will keep my mind partially open. Nah, it doesn't sound like it to me.
0: So, uh, yeah, next week (laughs) we will have the proposal on Blu-ray review. And the contest, there's four contests on the site at the moment which you can go and enter. So movie recommendations for this week. I am going to recommend... The first one will be a Sam Raimi, uh, my possibly my favourite Sam Raimi movie apart from the Evil Dead movies, and that would be A Simple Plan, which is Billy Bob Thornton, um, Twister guy, Bill Paxton, and the guy who I always forget his name, but I really like, about a story (laughs) of them, these three guys who find some money.
1: Right, yeah.
0: I yeah. won't give anything else away, but it's absolutely awesome. Um, if you think about it, it. Is, yeah. the whole story is awesome, and it's really well. It's acted.
1: awesome in a Fargo kind of way. It's just it's, awesome. It's
0: actually very much like a Fargo's type of uh, uh, vibe, vibe like, yeah. a, like a kind of a dark comedy.
1: Humans being human. But yeah, it's <laughs>
0: it's a brilliant movie, and one of his like lesser-known movies. So a lot of people might not have seen it. So it's a good one to recommend. Uh, my other one, I've recommended a few here, but <laughs> *The Quick and the Dead*, Sam Raimi's Western. You don't like it. I don't remember liking it. I, f- but I find it very—it's a lot of style over substance. But what the style is really a cool, you know it.
1: I do not like Sharon Stone at all, like not even a little bit. So no. I think—I mean, the very, very rare times when I've seen her in a movie that I got over the fact that I'm not a fan and just enjoyed her in it, but. I think that was one I of don't I was really
0: like about. her myself but and I, I, that's not what I rem- I don't remember her from the quick and um, it's not what I remember about the quick and the dead she
1: was the star right
0: one of them there's quite a few in there but she she's not what I remember about it I mean what I remember about it is Raimi's insane camera angles in a western which westerns are usually filmed pretty straight up
1: see that must have got completely lost on me because that all I remember is I didn't like her being cocky and like
0: Totally you probably didn't up. know who Raimi was at the time either. Probably not. And I went into it going, "Oh, Sam Raimi's making a western." I love the Evil Dead. Right. I love the Evil Dead movies, so that was I was more captivated by what he was going right. to do with it. And it was like a real modern take on a western, you know, visually. Um, it's probably not a good movie, but I'm going <laughs> to recommend it. Uh, Evil Dead trilogy. I'll recommend that just because you've got to recommend catch that. up
1: with Raimi from the beginning and finally
0: I want to recommend I've recommended this one before but if you've not seen it Matchstick Man which is um, a Alison Lohan um, she's in it Nicolas Cage and like Sam <laughs> that Sam guy <laughs> you know his second name? no never can never remember but the guy from Confessions of a Dangerous Mind that guy
1: Yes, that's yeah. him. He's really good. Yeah. He's really good in that. Well, Matchstick
0: Man is a really Scott movie. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's another awesome, kind of like a simple plant, awesome kind of premise, awesome, the way very, it's played out. and that one has awesome. the
1: vibe of, like, Weatherman, Weatherman, Matchstick Man, uh, both with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. My recommendations will be, and I don't know why exactly, but this movie gives me, gives me back that feeling of when I was a kid and I was completely convinced from watching movies and probably some bullshit religion that was dumped into my head by whomever um, that there was like this other world of things you don't know about like spirits and other worlds or something you know, mysterious and fantastical and whatever and I've lost that over the years this movie kind of brings that back you know, like, oh yeah, there's like some weird curse you can put on somebody and some demon's gonna drag you to hell or whatever I like that concept and Lady in the Water was one of those, in recent years, that kind of sparked that a little bit for me, too. Like, there's this world we don't know of that exists, whatever. Whatever the whatever the physics are <laughs> that make that possible. And I really liked it. I
0: don't I 100% remember all of it, but I remember I, I really liked Paul Giamatti. And yeah. Uh, I remember I was mixed at the end of that yeah,
1: one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a... It's a perplexing kind of thing. There's some really I good really performances. Liked it. Yeah. I really liked it because I was totally in it at the moment. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I don't know, you just have to see it. Lady in the water. Really so liked let's just it.
0: say watch Lady in the Water.
1: Don't say anything that about, might taint them.
0: Watch Lady in the Water uh, three times in a row rather than watch Shamalamading's other movie, The Happening. Oh,
1: I liked The Happening too. I didn't hate it. <laughs> the Happening,
0: oh no, it's it's possibly in the top ten of like the worst movies I've ever seen in my life
1: oh that my god is actually in there I totally I'm not saying it's a good it's terrible great movie. it's not in the top thousand of my movies even but I'm saying it's not that oh bad man. and yeah I could list the top thousand movies it's uh, not that bad. I think you were in a bad mood that day. I remember even doing the podcast and saying, didn't, We didn't
0: do the podcast for that movie because it talked was just the movie it. we watched.
1: Right, but we yeah. talked about it. It was
0: horrible. I can't. Oh, I, I can't remember. remember I was
1: sick, I think, and we were on the couch and watched I love
0: it. Uh, M. Night, Shemla, Ding Dong, but that particular movie.
1: I think he just wore it. I
0: don't know what he was thinking. Marky Mark as well, in it.
1: Oh, he was fine. I
0: thought he was absolutely there was something diabolical. Wrong with
1: you. There was something wrong with you no, that day. No, I'm telling the... you. I'm telling you. You couldn't
0: pay me to watch that movie again.
1: We'll see. I'll come up with something. So Lady in the Water is my first one. And the other one that when I was a kid watching it creeped me out completely it was Rosemary's Baby. And I don't even remember it fully. But I remember I... I was completely completely believing everything about it. And the creepy people that were around her. And the hopelessness that this weird society of whatever's going on around her and she has she's helpless to you know and that oh all of it Pretty and creepy. other movies like Pretty creepy and in stuff, a way that
0: The Exorcist was in a yes studio. and I
1: would recommend The Exorcist but I mean that's an obvious that's an obvious Otherworld one that I was convinced when I was oh. 12 and watched it for the first time at night while it was raining that it was completely real that Satan could come and Infect you, or whatever it was. So. And whether it
0: be in October, Halloween month, it's oh, good. Yeah. Drag Me to Hell's a good uh, Very good Perfect. And horror movies we should probably recommend. Yeah,
1: and those are my recommendations.
0: Perfect. So uh, let's move on to games and A-Scully stuff. We've got. Uh, this week was the uh, release of um, the new PSP from Sony, which is the PSP Go, which is. Uh, not a new PSP at all, okay. is it? It's the old PSP in a new shape, form factor. I mean, it's not like a the sequel to the PSP or anything. It's not the PSP 2.
1: In fact, it has less features, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Actually, it has a few less features. But anyway, that thing came out, so Sony put out a few new uh, PSP games, which I've been playing this week. I didn't buy the new PSP. I got the games on the old PSP. So I've been playing Motorstorm Arctic Edge, which is a sequel to the PS3 Motorstorm game on the uh, PSP and it's really good I've got to say like racing games um, on handhelds are usually pretty crappy but this one's really good now the thing that with the old PSP that I have problems with I can't play it for more than about half an hour because I get cramp in my hand it's really hard to hold it I don't know what it You I know? I agree
1: what? I think it's really clunky and big and heavy
0: no it's not about the big and heavy it's about where the analog stick is and where you kind of this part of your hand is in your analogue you know your finger and your analogue stick your thumb on your analogue stick here it gets all cramped up I actually have to do this you know put my hand down and wave my hand around so um can't play it for very long but I did play it for two hours and cramped my hand up to, to high hell but it's it's just like the PS3 game but on a PSP it's brilliant really good um, and the other one I was playing was uh, Gran Turismo PSP which I've been it's been five years in the making super stoked to I didn't really like it. Oh. It's like... It's like half-assed or something. Oh. There's no... Tru- the trouble with it is, yeah, it looks amazing. It's really smooth. It plays well. But there is no career mode at none. So you there's a menu, and it says, what do you want to do? And you say, race. And it says, which track do you want to race on? And there's like 30 of them. And you pick one. It says, which car do you want to race in? And you say, this one. And then you race like two laps against some people, or three laps, however many laps you say it to, and then you're done. There's no progress. Like, you, didn't, you don't finish that track, and then it says, Do this track, and here you've unlocked this. There's none of that. Wow. So, there's almost no reason to race around them all. Because I know that, I know it's a tradition. In racing games, the tradition is you race, you win. You get some money, you get a new car, and then you unlock so a new track. So, what do you think
1: their motivation for doing that way was?
0: Everything's unlocked from the beginning, but there's no motivation to
1: even get through it.
0: No, because I've raced all them tracks on bigger and better systems. If you know what I'm saying, yeah. I mean they're all real-world tracks. Like, so I've been racing on um, Need for Speed Shift on the um, Xbox 360 recently. So why am I going to play it on a? You
1: Just know, for the thrill of the driving, I guess.
0: Yeah, but it's also not that thrilling. It feels pretty slow to the racing... You know, it's... Gran Turismo, what I feel is... And there's a lot of new titles like Need for Speed Shift and Forza Motorsport on the Xbox 360. I almost feel like Gran Turismo got left behind somewhere. Like, it's technically good.
1: It takes them a long time to get a game out, doesn't it, Like,
0: they still haven't brought it out on the PS3 yet. They promised it a launch of PS3 and we're, what, three years in. It still hasn't come out. So... I feel like they... Yes, they're good at stuff, but racing games have kind of moved on, whereas they're still making, like, a PlayStation game. Right. So this PSP game, complete letdown for me. I'm not saying it's... You know, it's a mega accomplishment that they got it on there, and it it, it works just like... The, it's kind of like playing the PlayStation 2 version of Gran Turismo, which is awesome, but...
1: No motivation. Career no mode would have been
0: great, yeah, and it's not there. And the third one... Um, the third big PSP release this week was a Beta Rater, which is Rockstar Games creator of Grand Theft Auto's new game it's not really a game it's a music sampler that you can play on your PSP so you can create music and it's very in depth mm-hmm. and I think you could actually create the next big hip hop track or dance track with a it Yeah, movie? yeah check. It's, it's that in depth I mean you can load samples into it you can export it out to a MIDI system. You can export it out to Reason and like finish editing it on the PC. But it's a fully featured music sampler with samples, drum beats. You can make your own drum beats. You can record vocals through the PSP's microphone. You can actually make tracks that sound amazing, like proper 16-track mixes. So that's what that is, and it was in conjunction with Timbaland, who's one of the big hip-hop producers, so, you know, it's not a game, because there is no game, but if you like making electronic music, or messing with electronic music, it's really a cool idea. Um, Now, the track I
1: made sounded like crap,
0: (laughs) it
1: was like... speaking of drumming and tracks, we'll get to that in a minute.
0: Um, And the other game I've been playing is on the Wii, and I've been like playing through this game for the past three weeks I'm still not at the end of it and it is absolutely awesome it's one of my favourite Wii games it might be my favourite Wii game so far and it's called Disaster Day of Crisis and it's not available in the US unfortunately if you want to play it on your Wii in the US you have to get the European version which will work it's like a region free thing but you can import the European version and play it I don't know why it's not out here but it isn't now it's like the story of these Two dudes who are rescue workers. And there's a... At the beginning, there's a volcano erupting. And they are both in the... Well, they're both on the side of the volcano as it erupts. And one of them dies. Kind of... The friend can't save him. He just has to die, this guy. And then the rest of the... It's like a Michael Bay movie. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's about disasters... It's about this terrorist organization who are manipulating the weather or manipulating events in in the world to get what they want. So they're actually creating a hurricane, creating a tsunami. And you're actually in the middle of all this stuff, rescuing people and...
1: And you know about this.
0: Now, your friend who died, his girlfriend or wife, I think she's girlfriend, has been also kidnapped by this terrorist organization... For reasons unknown. And your motivation to try and get through this is to... As as your friend was dying at the beginning, he said, you've got to um, look after my girl kind of thing. So you've got this motivation going on. But it's like this crazy... Like one level, you're running away from a tornado. The next level, you're swimming down a river with a tidal wave after you. The next level, you're in the woods, everything's on fire, and you're trying to rescue people. You know, it's crazy. It's like, there isn't a level the same as another level. It's...
1: But the thing is, when you started, the only healing thing you had was to squirt water on people.
0: Yeah, and there's like some strange mechanics. <laughs> um, it's very Japanese, because it's, it's obviously... It kind
1: of reminded me, I watched it for a few minutes, it kind of reminded me of... Jianmu.
0: Yeah, in fact, that's one of the things I think (laughs) it's very—it's got the vibe of Shenmue, whereas it's kind of disjointed almost. And there's like so many gameplay mechanics going on at once. Like it's—it's almost like how not to make a game. (laughs) Which is what which is what Shenmue is. Don't make a game like that. It's just ridiculous. Like it's there's too many things to do. There's no focus. Control schemes a bit like it does this sometimes and then it does this sometimes it doesn't make sense but like overall there's something that joins it all together and that's what this feels like to me and um, there's parts where you're like using the Wii remote to shoot people on the screen like a shooting gallery which are kind of fun and then there's parts where you're driving a car by holding the Wiimote and using it as a steering wheel they've just like threw everything in the kitchen sink in there and this bizarre story that is like a Michael Bay movie. You can't believe what's happening sometimes. You're like,
1: do you think it would be better on the 360, or do you think it works? No,
0: I think so? it's like a Wii game. I really do. I mean, the graphics are not good, really.
1: I know. I'm saying if they would have made it for the 360, would no? It made I
0: think it it, I think it actually revolves around these motion controls. Most right. of it, like waving your remote around like crazy, and but yeah, it's called Disaster Day of Crisis. It's like nobody knows what it is. It's like a real <laughs> obscure title it's very long too I mean I've been playing like 20 hours or something and I'm not even at the end of it and apparently there's reason to go and play through it again after you've finished Um, and it's probably fairly cheap I mean you're going to have to import it but I bet you can get it off eBay pretty cheap so yeah that's Disaster Day of Crisis week and uh, that's all I've been playing this week because there hasn't been any releases this week at all even though we're in the thick of game season Mm. Um, but this week's releases which I haven't played yet but we will be playing this week is a uh, Saw the video game talking of Saw 6 coming out well they've made a video game of you know the traps that are famous yeah. in Saw yeah well you're a person trapped in the jigsaw dude's place like in the first movie and you've got to get out of all the traps right know? don't know what it's going to be like sounds interesting to me but it's probably going to be bad right
1: don't know
0: Sounds like it probably would be. Sounds like it could be. Potentially. It's going to be like a Resident Evil type of game, I imagine, where you have to figure out...
1: I mean, it sounds like a good idea.
0: It does, because those... When you watch Saw... The first one. The first one, which is a good movie. Yeah. Those are kind of like a video game. They're all puzzles. It's like, how do I stop this thing? You know, oh, I have to get the key from there, and I have to... You know, they feel like video game puzzles anyway. So, if it's done like that, and they're not actually the... The traps from the movie So you know what to do Then it'll be cool Well But we'll find out next week And the other um, Game that's coming out this week On the 360 and the PS3 Is Star Wars Republic Heroes Which is The Clone Wars series On oh, Cartoon Network is back this week um, It was on on Friday Oh awesome um, That's really good actually and, Yeah it's really good And this is the Game based On that series So well, I hope it looks good. I, I don't know how good this is going to be either, but you know sometimes they're pretty poor. Well, that's
1: potential games. there.
0: Yeah, but you know it's a tie-in thing, and sometimes <laughs> it can be really poor. So those are the games for. They'll be out on Tuesday, um, and I'll I'll tell you about them next week.
1: My turn. Are you introducing my sit talk and stuff? Yours isn't. Yours is how just. About- sit- <laughs> that's my introduction today. Because it's, not, it's not a very good one. <laughs> It'll all make sense in the future. What's for dinner? Did you ask? You did ask, right? Chili? Oh. You did ask. I, in fact, almost the first thing you asked me today when we woke up was <laughs> what are we having for dinner because mm-hmm. I'm hungry right now, which would have been several hours. And it will be chili soup or chili and rice. No,
0: not chili soup. Just chili. Right?
1: Chili. Yeah. Well, we call it chili soup where I'm from. Where are you from? Mexico? No, it's chili soup. That's what we call it. You eat it in a bowl with crackers. It's chili soup. That's what we call it. Okay. Deal with it. Chili and rice, which we never, of course, ate it with rice, but you were from England and for some reason you do, and now we do because it's good. And my second thing is uh, not related to dinner, but kind of. I went to the gym the other day and had like this free one hour thing with a trainer guy to show me the machines and all that kind of stuff. And it was really. Oh, the machines were fine. He put me on weights, you know, like do the arm crunchy thing and all that stuff. No problem. Went through all of them a couple times. Didn't have a problem. I mean, you get a little like worn out. But then he did this thing where he's like trying to figure out why my hip hurts and he's like, let's, there's this IT band that runs up the side of everybody's leg, kind of behind these big muscles or whatever. Then he says, let's get this. And he gets this big round thing. It's about two and a half feet long and about this big around. <laughs> Can you see That's that? very good for radio. <laughs> it's about, I would say, seven or eight inches across diameter, right? And it's kind of padded but really firm as well. And he's like, lay down on your side. Put this under your hip and support yourself with your elbow. Put your other foot behind that leg and straighten out the left leg and put this under you. And roll yourself, roll it under you. So it's like all your weight is on this thing on the side of your leg. Roll yourself until it hits a spot that's going to hurt so much. You're going to want to hit me with that thing. And I'm like, oh, great. That's not, and that's exactly what he said. You're going to want to hit me with this. That's how bad this is going to hurt. So I'm like, okay. And I, he, it was fine. I mean, it was kind of tense, you know, and I was like, okay, because I've got a lot of weight bearing down there. And then he hit a spot. I swear to God, he was right. I wanted to pick it up and hit him. It hurts so bad. And he's like, that's a knot in your muscle and blah, blah, blah. And this is why it hurts. And... So I me lay there for like thirty seconds, and I mean, I, it was the first time I've ever felt like uh, tears are going to come out of my eyes. I mean, I was just shaking, and you've never cried I was like, before, not for that, <laughs> not for like exercising ever, nothing like that. And this wasn't even exercising; this was just pressing on. It's like tenderizing the muscle. He said,
0: "Does everybody have this?"
1: Then he rolled it down, No, it's just like you might have a sore calf. I have to have happen to have a, this muscle of mine, so I'll knot it up. Apparently. So then he rolled it down a little ways more and uh, 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 hit again. Just like like a group of pins shoving me, stabbing me, stabbing me in the leg. And then waited there for like 30 seconds and rolled it. And you can hear the tension in my voice because I'm remembering it. And I'm pressing on it because it's really sore like I'm all bruised up. All after that was done. It took about 10 or 15 minutes because I finally gave up at one point And I just laid back on my back and he's like, no, come on, come on, you can do this. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't. Give me a second. So I got up, did the rest of it, then did the other leg, which didn't hurt nearly as bad. And then afterwards, like all things like this, even though I thought I'm never going to do this again. This is stupid. It's too painful. And then it felt awesome because the sides of my legs like relaxed and it felt all like loose and better
0: so you can do this yourself every day yes
1: so well, i had to get a thing to roll on so i'd have to get one of those because it's a specific size so that it's high enough that as you roll yourself up and down, you can't use like a hard piece of wood because that's too hard so you'd need like this thing or something that's got a little padding on it or whatever but it was just like it was so awful and i thought why is he i mean i understood afterwards right i know what he's talking about my muscles have tightened up or something so badly and it, they need to relax and this is like a really hardcore massage or something. So I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do it, you can again. do it
0: today.
1: I don't want to do it today. It's Sunday. Do I have a thing? No, they're closed anyway. Oh, okay. They close early on Sunday. So, there was that, and I didn't mind working with the trainer guy, except I told him, don't try to motivate me on, at any level. Like, yeah, you can do this, you can do this, and I said, don't even try, and he did it on one machine, because I was like, oh my god, and he goes, no, oh, you can do this, and I just looked at him. He's like, oh, I forgot, sorry. Because mm-hmm. that does not, mo- in fact, that make me get up and walk away. I'm not that person at all. Um, after that, I went to, uh, not after that, but I guess it was yesterday, I went with my niece and my mother to the Renaissance Festival in Kansas City. Kansas. On the Kansas side of Kansas City. And it was really fun. We've all dressed semi-appropriately. My outfit wasn't 100% percent renaissance but it, you know, I didn't stand I didn't just have jeans and a t-shirt on like, I would say, two-thirds of the people did, you know. But it was really fun, because when you go to a Renaissance festival, which I'd never been to before, it's very obvious that it's a specific group of people. Now, there were lots of families and maybe couples wandering around, like curious and just go to have a good time. But there was like no rowdy, no trash on the ground. They did a really good job from, I mean, we went, we walked for seven hours. 11 o'clock we got there, 6 o'clock we left. And we walked around the grounds the entire time. Except for watching some jousting and a couple of performances here and there. Which was really fun. It sounds goofy, but you realize these people make a lot of effort to do these things. They're really into it. And I totally appreciate it.
0: And they do it for free, right? No, it's not free. I mean, the jousting people and that—you don't pay them.
1: No, it's not free. You buy stuff. They get paid by the fair. No, it's not free. Oh, okay. It's not like a charity or something. I mean, I'm sure they don't make—it's not like a salary, but no, they don't do it for free. It's like a company, you know, like a like a theater group who does oh. this, and then they'll go somewhere else and do it, and then they'll go somewhere. else So they else get and do money it.
0: from the tickets, in the door.
1: I don't know about that for a fact, but. Something like that, there were some other performances, and then you'd go to one little thing that's kind of set out and like this one was two ladies that were painted all had like green makeup all over, and they were it was like a they had this little cooking show it was cooking with trolls, and they kind of did this theatrical play thing of how they grind up fairies and and they're kind of being comical and all that obviously and then at the end of that, they just ask if you give donations or if you want to buy one of their cookbooks, you know which I don't donate to anything. So my mom, my mom and my niece were always giving them like a couple dollars and I'm like, well, you're here and that was fun. Thanks. <laughs> I was going to buy the cookbook, but it wasn't really appropriate for me. I didn't, wasn't that into it, but, um, my mom bought a couple of the drumming CDs and that's why the drumming thing was my intro because it's just percussion because we saw fire dancers. That was my favorite part. Because I was just completely enthralled. These two dudes had, like, these balls of fire at the end of a rope. And they were swinging them around and, like, dancing a bit. And then this woman came out and she danced with that. And then she did, like, a belly dance with these fans that had the ends on fire. And it all sounds very, like, okay, what's the point? But when you're watching it, you realize these people have devoted probably endless, countless numbers of hours. Practicing, working out. Because a lot of times she'd swipe her pants with the fire and then, like... Do a little weird thing that you figure they've probably caught themselves on fire before, yeah, yeah, and now they're figuring out. They've figured out, and she was young, she was like early 20s, maybe I saw, even. I saw her
0: on the video, yeah.
1: I did, I got a couple of videos of her, and uh, I'll put all that stuff up on sidtalk.com as well. So if you want to YouTube, but I'll put the links and everything on Sid Talk, C I D T A L K, by the way. Went to lots of different vendors, I bought myself a few things. My mother paid for my ticket to get in. My niece paid for the food the night before and then paid for our supper. So I didn't really have anything to spend money on except stuff in the fair. Bought some food. I got like an apple crepe. My mother, of course, got the turkey leg that you could walk around with and was eating it like a barbarian, which was funny. And I took the challenge of, not for any like health reason necessarily, because I mean, it was a day out. So I ate a funnel cake, which is not healthy, half a funnel cake. I ate an apple crepe. And there's this apple cider beer, not mead, but it was like an alcoholic apple cider. So that was my food intake for the day, because I thought, I'm going to see if I can, if a person who is a vegetarian or vegan, vegan, absolutely not, (laughs) there's nothing there a vegan person could eat. I don't believe. I didn't see the ingredients. Even the fried vegetable stand, I'm sure the grease was probably not. No. So, you know, it's not a healthy outing. Uh, unless you're prepared. I didn't want any soda, which I thought was really good. It didn't even occur to me, because I said last year or two years ago, the rest of my life, the first thing I would have said was, oh, let's get a soda, and walked around all day with Pepsi in my hand. (laughs) I would have, and I didn't even want a glass of, one reason I didn't want a glass of water, anyone who's been to a festival can probably agree with this, you don't want to have to go pee, like, at any point, for any reason whatsoever, even though I did end up using the porta potties once. But um, it was really fun, and it, it's well put together. It's an actual village that's built. It's a permanent village. So all the buildings are real buildings that they have their, you know, vendors sell their wares in. There's one little section that you get to a big section where you realize you've left the handmade section, I think, because you see the potter making the pottery that they're selling, and you see the person drawing who's selling their drawings. You see the person sewing who's And then you get to this one section where you start realizing these guys, these people are selling manufactured uh, clothing appropriate to the theme, but they're not handmade goods. So they kind of shove them off all to one end. So I like the handmade stuff better. And I bought, you know, a handmade hair thing that you...
0: They can't see that?
1: They can't see it. It's like, it's got like four prongs on it. It's carved or cut out of a piece of wood and stained and stuff. And the lady did my hair up in it while I was standing right there. And I really like it. And I got a handmade lace bookmark. Watching a lady make lace like the way from the sixteenth century was awesome. I mean I could see why that would be addictive, totally tedious. They weren't selling these at all. You could take one and just have it and they have a donation box at the door and they weren't even like
0: Did you not donate?
1: I didn't, but my mother did. Nice. I was going to. For this, I would have. I would have given her a couple bucks. I think she gave him $5. Because we spent a long time there with her explaining it all to us. She showed us how she did I'll pictures and a little bit of video of that as well. Um, Because you think about nowadays, everything is manufactured, and that's not necessarily bad. But I like to keep around people who are interested in hand-making things. I don't know why. I just find it... I don't know why. I can't. I can't explain. It. So I got a lot of business cards. We've got the drumming uh, CD over we'll here. We'll play so some of the percussion. drums on the
0: way out of the show. Awesome.
1: Either. I got some lip balm, which is supposed to taste like maple, but it doesn't. But that's fine. <laughs> I got a postcard that has a really cool, kind of a loose drawing of a mermaid, which I like. Uh, not, not mermaids, but I like the way she drew it. So I got that. That was one of those vendors who she's not there. The artist isn't there, but someone. Probably signs up something with her and says, I'll sell your artwork for you kind of thing. Um,
0: so you say I went to the 14th century and all I got was this poxy, <laughs> bookmark, of thing, CD.
1: And see? a postcard. <laughs> and I lost a couple of things somewhere along the way. I'm missing a button, or you call it a badge, and uh, another postcard by the same artist. But I got all the business cards. Um, it's the Kansas City Renaissance Festival. And it was really fun. And I you, will go again.
0: And you will post about it on your website. I will. Okay. So, are we, is that, we we'll, and like I just said, we'll play um, a bit of the drumming yeah. music. And you can, you, you can say who it is on your site, right? If people yes, interested.
1: I will. I can just say who it is. And now it is, the, his name is, what's that say? Arden O. Cry- Cracker? <laughs> and the name of the group is the. making his, that up. No, read it it's in red they're on the side
0: oh that's really
1: it's hard to read
0: <laughs> Aiden O'Cracker. <laughs> out off your mind
1: the top is the name of the group, the fire dancing troupe
0: right so it's Aiden O'Cracker. does he have a website on here hold on no probably
1: here they do it's on the top they have a Facebook page it's the um, Sonic the Side the Sonic Side tribe S-I-D-H-E Sonic Side and it do fire dancing and this tribal uh, bongo music and stuff and I know it makes it sound crazy but it's really enchanting I really liked it so to hell with anybody who doesn't agree with me to <laughs> drag you to hell if you don't like it I don't care
0: alright so uh, thanks for listening to the podcast just want to remind you about the websites com, sit.com twitter.com facebook.com xbox live so it's twitter.com slash dot twitter.com slash dog. um The podcast itself, after the show, which this is number 90, edition number 90, is available on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, or on aschoolie.com. Click on the word podcast, listen to them all straight from the web page. Or use your RSS reader, um, any RSS reader, to uh, catch podcatch, whatever you call it.
1: Doesn't it just feel like we just did episode 52 and celebrating the one-year... And now we're approaching two years, because at 104 it will be two years.
0: January is when we started it. In January. Oh. Yeah. Before
1: 90, we have 14 left. January
0: 08, we would have started, right? Yes.
1: No, because we've already done it 52 times. We've done it 90 times. Yeah.
0: So January 08 to January 09 would be, and then January 010. Yeah. January 08. Oh, almost. you're right. <laughs> Correct.
1: You are right. So
0: in January 010, we will be on like you're right, you're right. And something.
1: Oh no! Yeah, four. That's two years.
0: Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, you can just click on the word podcast at the top of aescully dot com and listen to them all straight from the web page if you are too lazy to subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can leave feedback with me at aescully at dot com or sidtalk at dragme to hell dot com <laughs> or i'll drag you to hell if you email me dot com.
1: <laughs> oh my God! You're so funny.
0: And. That's the lot. Stay classy, um, Sam Raimi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say think for yourself. And fire dance if you want to for your life. Because if you don't do what you want, somebody else can come along and tell you what to do.
0: And if everything is right here, you should be hearing drums right now. And these are the drums from that guy.